Welcome to Carpe Diem, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time with us today talking about how life and family affect us achieving our financial goals. And they do. <laughs> yes, they do. All right. So if you love finding ways to use technology to make your life easier, then today's episode is for you because we're talking about financial apps. Yeah, financial apps. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun apps today. And I'm going to give you a nice Gen X reference here. We're going to give you our best Siskel and Ebert opinions on apps that help save you money, manage your money, budget, and more. And for those of you under the age of 35, we apologize if that awesome at the movies reference is lost on you. You know, go to one of your favorite apps and look it up and then you'll understand what we're talking about. Right, exactly. Okay, so... I thought we'd start today with a fun fact because we're talking about lighter things today like apps. So did you realize, Jamie, that apps have only been around for about 12 years? Only 12 years? I I know. Isn't that pretty hard to believe? And the very first noteworthy app, it was Angry Birds. Angry Birds. You know that little game? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember Angry I Birds. I Angry played Birds. it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I played Angry Birds I, in the hospital when I, I think, was getting ready to have a baby. I think Angry Birds probably took away a lot of time at work for people that should have been working and being productive. Because uh, I, I was actually teaching when that came out. And I, a lot of the teachers were playing it during the day. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. So, so Angry Birds. Over 3 billion downloads in an entire franchise, including movies and merchandise. Wow. So, you know, if you have a great app idea, now's the time. Now's the time to do it? Right. App so it up. Mm-hmm. let's talk about some financial app statistics. Yeah. Uh, 73% of cell phone users have used an app to manage their finances in the last month. That does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. And the average smartphone user has two and a half financial apps installed right now. Mm. They probably don't even know it. <laughs> or use them. Yeah. Right? Right. I go through sometimes I'm like, what is this app? How did this get here? Right? You know, when, when did you I ever use, use this? this one? Right. right. So today we're actually going to talk about some, you know, some apps that hopefully will help you with your finances, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's, first of all, let's talk about what you should look for when you're looking for the right financial app for you. Yeah, there's really three things that I would look for. Okay. You know, um, you know, one that's it's free or you can try it before you buy it option. Okay. So you can work it out, you know, take it out and kick the tires on it and drive it around the block, see if you like it or not. Yeah, not, you don't have to pay ahead of time. Um, obviously, the second one for myself would be easy to use because I just... Right. Does it look good? Does, you know, is good user experience? Does it plug into your finances the way you want? Does it look into the accounts the way you want? Is it easy mm-hmm. to use instead of me having to yell for my 21-year-old daughter and say, can you help me with my app here? I can do it myself, you right? You just totally aged yourself. I totally aged myself. Yeah. And number three is, is it safe? Because a lot of times you're actually going to connect it to your bank or credit union account and you want to make sure it's safe. So how would I how would I know any of those things? What's well, the best way to... Well, the answer is always Google. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it. Look, look for, for reviews. reviews. Yeah, reviews. And I Actually, when you go to the app store, there will be reviews on there as well that you can read. And not only not only read the reviews, but, you know, we're so connected nowadays. Ask friends and family. Go to your social media and ask the questions. You're going to get a little bit probably more answers than you probably want. You know, and we spend a lot of time, not a lot of time, but we spend some time. Um, re- I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time. Not really, but so we spent some time. like an hour. Um so we actually even spend a lot of time just looking for the best financial apps out there. So there's even lots of articles in that realm. If you want to look outside of Google or reviews, 
Uh, see yeah. what other what other people think are the best ones. In actuality, I mean, we did do that. We went to multiple sites and looked at different lists, yeah. and we looked at the ones we knew, the new ones. So we, you know, this wasn't something we just jumped out and grabbed. We actually looked, compared, talked it through. Yeah. So, uh, and some of these we actually use ourselves as well. A lot of them we use ourselves. So. Right. So we're going to talk about four different types of apps today, four different uses, and we're going to start with your primary financial institution app. And if you don't have any financial apps on your phone, this is the one we encourage you to get first, right? Right. Yeah. This is where you're. You're actually going to have your financial institution, your bank or your credit union app on your phone so you can actually access your account and you can follow and see how much money you have in your account. You can see what you spent your money on. Um, you, you actually know where you are at all times financially. That's a really good thing to have available at all times, right? right. You can pay your bills. You can check your balances. You can manage fees. You can turn credit cards on and off. Like all of those functions, you should start with your... Yeah. For me, my especially everything I do, unless I have cash... I do it on my phone app for, for my credit union. It's right there. You know, your financial institution app may also have additional money management tools within it. Some of them, they offer for free. Certain, like track your spending or turn your credit on and off, check your credit, all those other things. So right. You not, may not need anything else. So tip number one is start with your your own financial institution app. Uh, download that, your, your, your bank or credit union app on your phone so you have access to your account. Okay, so mm-hmm. app type number two. Track spending apps. This and is where you can track your spending. We talk about this almost in every podcast when it comes to your budget is you have to first know what you're spending your money on, right? Right. And there are lots of great apps to help you do that. There are many different ones out there. One that we've talked about often is Mint. Uh, and it's free. It's powered mm-hmm. by Intuit, which is I think is TurboTax possibly. Is um, that TurboTax right? as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a really financially secure company. And the thing you've got to get used to when you go to these apps it's going to ask you to hook up to your bank account. A lot of us are sort of nervous about that. Right. But Mint's been around a long enough time. It's secure that it's it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And by setting that up, you're going to see a lot of benefits from that. Everything I read about Mint is like it's the mother of all tracking your spending apps. So if you're wanting one that's all inclusive, Mint may be the best one to try, at least at first, because also it's free. It's free. Yeah. It'll get you on that realistic budget. You know, we're always trying to figure out where our money goes. This does a really good job of tracking and letting you know. Mm -hmm. So Mint can help you set up bill reminders, get alerts if your cash gets too low or your credit card balance gets too high. And even if you want to set up alerts to see if your account is going to be charged any sort of fees. So if a fee comes through, it gives you an alert. That is great because so many times we get charged little fees. We're not even aware of it. Right. You know, if it's $2 here or $3 there, it's great that you can now look at it and it's right there. Um, You know, I think the only... I love Mint. The only thing about Mint that I'd say has a con is the fact that it doesn't connect with every institution. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a smaller institution, Mint may not allow you to connect to them. Um, Which would some- mean you have to input stuff manually. Right. Um, and then the, one of the other things I read about it is that sometimes uh, it loses connectivity and you got to reconnect your accounts. But again, it's free. So, mm-hmm. you know, is it worth a little bit of time to reconnect if, if something like that happens? Yeah, the people that the, cost? the people that I've helped with Mint, they they love it. They mm-hmm. just all of a sudden their lives are changed by it. And, it, and it's, it's going to take a little time to set it up. And once it is, you have everything right there at your fingertips telling you what, you know, where your money's going, what you're spending it on. You know, you're looking at fees and it really helps them get on that on that straight and narrow to budgeting and doing the right thing with their finances. Right. OK, so a second one that we researched and I really like is especially if you are somebody who likes visual things, you know, you like to slice and dice data. You want to see visual apps. The one that may be for you is called Money Patrol. OK. Um, and it's kind of cool in that once you set your monthly budget, the app will notify you as you go 
over your spending limit in a particular category. So you can set categories. <laughs> Categorize it, right? So you can say, oh, crap, I spent too much money in Starbucks this month. Um, but the cool thing is, is the app actually is like intuitive and it gets to know your behaviors. You'll get notifications about your regular spending habits. That's great. That's I mean, that's really a great thing there. Uh, the fact that it can tell you how much you spent on coffee, how much you spent dining out or doing other things that you might have gone over budget on. That That's a lot of the battle and now it's right there at your fingertips i mean Mm -hmm. think about that um you can you can see how much you spent on coffee this month that's great right you know we did a podcast um last year called where'd my money go and it's kind of that idea of it's going to tell you hey did you know you spend fifty dollars a month on you know shopping for clothing it could be going to kohl's it could be whatever your thing is it could be you went out for cocktails after work too many times and it says, hey, you went to this establishment seven times this month and you spent over your budget $50, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, we we always tell ourselves we want to know. Well, but now you we? can know. We do. <laughs> we do. Now we know. We see it and we go, okay, how can we create, how can we change this behavior? It's, it's at our fingertips. So now really the, the, the ball is in our court and we have to do something about it. Right. There's really no excuse anymore because it's right here at our fingertips. So another cool thing about Money Patrol is it gives you alerts when there's unusual activity on your report. I wouldn't say it's a fraud monitoring app, but there's it's definitely going to let you know if something's coming up that's not a usual thing you spend money on. Yeah. And so. from everything we looked at, Money Patrol, the only con I saw, and this is just me being me, being cheap, it's $84 a year and it's an annual subscription. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay 84 for 12 months. I, I like the idea of using something for a while and then paying for it. Um, and I also am not a big fan of signing up for subscriptions, which I told you I made the mistake of. And I got a credit card bill last month for my, um, my, my virus protection on my computer I didn't even use anymore. You know, yeah, most, know. Pe- most people see that and they go, okay, I'll pay it. Well, I actually got on the phone and called and they took it off. But you don't want to get in that in that position. But I mean, $84 a year is $7 a month for all of this at your hands. I mean, it's something I would look at if this is something you think is going to help you with your financial life. Right. So that's the second category, apps that help you track your spending. All right. So now your favorite, favorite app category. Woo, I'm over here doing the happy <laughs> dance. This is my favorite app category. This is the... Buy Smarter Free Apps. This is the app you put on your phone. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't try to sell you anything. And it just helps save you money. So if you're one of these companies that I'm going to list on here, give me a call because I'm your marketing man. <laughs> I'll take a little bit of something here or there. But in so all what I'm hearing is you love comparison shopping. I love comparison shopping. Yeah, I'm that guy. I mean, I think you're it, like it, looking to save the it drives my wife crazy. It really <laughs> does. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not just going to go. So we need this. So the idea is we're going to go out and buy this today. I'm like, oh, no, we're, we'll go we're out and look. research. We'll, We'll look here, we'll look here, we'll look here, and then eventually next week we'll buy it. You know, and it just drives her crazy. And if you don't have time for that, then you have all these great apps to help right. you find the best price before you go shopping. Yeah, some of my favorites. Uh, the one I use every week, we actually have, I actually have her using it now. She loves it too. It's called Flip. Mm-hmm. It has all the weekly advertisements on it. So I sit down and- What do you mean by weekly ads? Like food? Everything. Okay. So I, I look at all the different grocery stores around to find out where the specials are. Okay. And I create my list that way. And then you go to all those stores? No, I go to where it's the best price. Oh, okay. So I, I sort of make my, our menu around that. It's oh, where I'm gonna go. oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, so um, we're creating the menu, then we're creating the list based on what we see on Flip. Okay. And that's how we save some money, right? <laughs> I'm, right. Getting the, I'm getting the eye roll here like, are you serious? Yes, I am serious. I swear this is what we do. Um, another one I love, oh, God, I love Brad's deals. I love this at the holiday time. Anytime so- I'm like, are Brad's deals like more for different kinds of things or? Brad's deals is for anything you're looking to buy as far as retail. Okay. So let's say I need a new comforter for my bed. So the first place I would go is to Brad's deals and I type in comforter sets. 
and then it would bring up all the advertisements, all or bring up all the places that are offering specials on comfort. How is that not overwhelming? How's it not overwhelming? You're saving money. This is great. This is ecstatic. I mean, that's Mike's. Woohoo! Let's do this. Okay. We're saving money here. Uh, so yeah, I like Brad's deals. So you wouldn't like Brad's deals, probably. I I think I just get overwhelmed by choices. So I wouldn't be able to go to one place and like and Amazon. I would say is also a retail smart app. I mean, because kind of has that same process of you know look pulls in from different sources and finds you good deals. But yeah, no, I think that would overwhelm me. Okay. But I've got other ones I like, so you can go 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 hog wild over you the know, retailer one. Rakuten's another one. Okay. Rakuten's great because you just and said it, Amazon, right? Yeah. So I go to Rakuten mm-hmm. and then I connect to Amazon through Rakuten. Everything I purchase at Amazon through that link, I get a rebate. Now that is cool. They send me a check. So Rakuten was recently purchased or recently purchased Ebate, so it is the replacement for that, right? Yeah, that's okay. correct. I mean, right. I mean, think about that. They're giving me a check to go shopping. Yeah, this is great stuff. I, not only that, I don't have to do anything. You know, for some stores, they're going to give you a rebate, but you got to get the receipt and you got to get the coupon. You got to sure. send it in. We all know what place I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. What 11% off this week. Yeah, well, that's a lot of work. I don't have to do that with Rakuten. And that's what an app's all about, right? Making it easy to make decisions and save that money. Okay, so beyond retail apps, what else do we got? Oh, Groupon. Groupon. I actually love Groupon. Why? For local experiences. When I'm like, what am I going to do this weekend? Well, let's see what's on Groupon and you can find... You know, you want to go axe throwing, you want to go golfing, you want to... Right. It's an experience app for me. Right. I know they also have like retail type stuff on there, yeah. but nope. I we, use it for local deals. We've used it. Yeah, that's what we've done too. I mean, not only that, you, they actually have vacation, they have vacation deals on there too. And I know yeah. we already talked about vacations and travel, yeah. but you actually could do that too. On Groupon, they actually, they have that. I mean, yeah. trust me, you know, I'm the guy, if you guys want to go out to dinner, trust me, I've probably looked at Groupon to see if I have a Groupon. I never that thought I about food. Purchase for like before we go. And then I'll say, hey, you guys want to go out to dinner? They'll go, oh, where are we going? I'll be like, oh, we're going here just because I got a group on. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. So travel, which is probably my favorite and the one that I'm most uh, well-versed in. But, you know, Orbitz, Travelocity, Kayak. I always research flight deals, hotel deals, car uh, rental deals. And then some of the newer ones that I love are things like Airbnb and VRBO because you can a lot of times get a better deal on a better place from a person direct than you're going to get through one of those. You, you cut that middleman out and that middleman's getting paid some money, right? Yeah. Now, the only, I would say, I mean, I've booked some recent travel through a couple of these and now I wish I would have gone directly with the hotel or airline company because they don't like the the actual, you know, airlines are, mm-hmm. they don't like dealing with these which, guys. But Which is, well, the, the, the other case of that is there's apps out there for whatever company you use to fly with or yeah. like I was telling and you. And I usually compare those two. So. I have my Marriott app on my phone because mm-hmm. I like to stay at Marriott's. Yep. So that's how I acquire my, accumulate my points. They're right there on my phone. I know when I have a free day or right. free night available and that's how we do it. Which is kind of leading into the next one is actual company or store apps. Um, they're going to reward their loyal buyers. So, you know, if you're a Marriott person, get the Marriott app because you're going to get loyalty rewards or whatever. I'm a Target shopper. I got the Circle app on my thing. I look every time I'm shopping for, am I going to get 25% off this? Right. Well, that's right. In the store. Here's the thing. You're going to Target. You might as well save some money while you're there, right? Always save a little bit more. And last but not least, uh, you found one that manages uh, subscriptions. I know. We talk about subscriptions all the time and how like they can be the death of your budget because you don't realize that you're paying them or you're paying for things that are unused. And there was this really cool app called Clarity Money that helps you remember and cancel subscriptions you're not using. And on top of getting rid of those extra subscriptions, the app analyzes your spending behavior and gives you recommendations to improve your financial health and even like will set up a savings account for you. 
that is great. I mean, think about that. You take Mint, you take that. Now you know how much you're spending on subscription services. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but now every network is creating a subscription service. Yep. You know, it was like, oh, let's get Netflix. Well, now I mean, now it's- every network. You got the Peacock. You yep. got Discovery. Everyone is going to offer you an app. Before you know it, you're going to be spending a lot more than you did when you had cable. Right. And it was all had, bundled. It was all bundled. So make sure you're doing that. And this is a great app to use that. So I, I love the fact that you found that one. Okay, so that was category number three, which is buying smarter free apps. Buy smarter free apps. Always use them. Okay. And number four, save more apps. What is that? Well, I mean, we talk about savings in almost oh. every podcast. We're a credit union. We it's my want favorite you to word, right? Pay yourself first, right? Savings, right. It's kind of hard to do if you aren't a regular saver. So, what are some automatic things you can put in place? Apps. That's great. All right. So, which one did you find? So Digit is the first one that we looked at. Um, Digit analyzes your spending and saving patterns. And this is the really cool part about it. Looking at how you use your accounts, it has this, um, I don't know, technology that withdraws money from your checking account into a Digit savings account whenever the algorithm detects that you can afford it. Yeah, it's like the margin thing, right? You want to live on the margin there and you'd rather have more in your savings account as opposed to overspending. Right. And I always think, I always tell people, try to keep as little as money as you can in your checking account because you'll spend what's in there. And this really sort of does it for you. It does it for you. It finds the margin through the algorithm and it pushes it off depending on the time of the month. I think that's really cool. Um, So Digit is awesome. And if you are a person who needs disciplined savings automatically, it might be great for you. A a couple of drawbacks of it. There is a $2.99 a month uh, monthly fee and it does not earn interest. So so. the money that goes to that savings account is a Digit savings account and doesn't earn interest, right? Right. Savings savings rates right now are very low anyways. Right. So you're not really losing a lot there. But if you're somebody who wasn't saving anything at all and now all of a sudden you're you're saving $50 a month, that $2.99 a month fee is probably worth it. I think that's, yeah, it's a great buy actually. So, okay. So that was Digit. Yeah. And I found one I really like. It's called Tip Yourself. This is such a cool concept. Yeah, um, it's a little different. Instead of spending to reward yourself, you're actually rewarding yourself for good behavior. So I'll say, if I get up and exercise this morning, I'm <laughs> going to give myself $5. So it's sort of like what we do with our kids. You know, hey, if you pick up after yourself, you get allowance. But this is us doing it for ourselves. It's like giving yourself an allowance. Like, so you find some some something you want to reward yourself for. Mm-hmm. You know, usually we reward ourselves by going and buying something. But in this case, we're putting it, we're tipping ourselves. Right. So we talked about this earlier too. Like, oh, I ate really well today. Instead of splurging on that piece of chocolate, I'm going to put $2 in my account. Mm-hmm. So it's a manual process. That's probably the only drawback. Yeah, that's that's the, that's really the biggest con is there, there, it's manual process. But but I love the concept of reverse rewards as far as instead of spending money, now you're going to save money. Right. Yeah. I mean, I really mean, cool. I love that idea. And there's no there's no sign up fee. There's no monthly fee, but it doesn't earn interest. No. But at the same time, you're saving money. You're rewarding yourself. So, I mean, hey, you worked out today. You ate well. You did something good for yourself and then you saved $10 on top of that. That's a really great thing, right? Yeah. So at the end of the month, you know, you've rewarded yourself 50 or a hundred bucks. Great. Yeah. And then now you, now you've got, which takes us to our next step. Now you have some money sitting around. You can do what with it? Oh my gosh. Now we're going to move from short-term savings to long-term savings with an app like Acorn. uh Uh-huh. Which is about investing, right? Yeah. It's about teaching you to invest. I love this app. But it's all on these little, okay. So, you know, actually, I think this is a great branding tactic to the name acorns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about you start small and what's it do? It grows into something like an oak tree, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Great marketing. Yeah. Okay. But you should go work for acorns. 
I'm joking. You should be in marketing. Are you marketing? Yeah. Uh, so the great thing about this is it links to your checking and your debit card and it rounds up on your purchases. So you go to the store and you buy something that you need and the, and the bill is $9.65. Okay. It rounds up to $10. It takes that $0.35 cents and it puts it into that Acorn account. Eventually, that Acorn account keeps growing like that on every purchase you do. Okay. And then they take that and there's an investment vehicle in there. And you can start investing money at age 18. We're always talking about investing at an early age. And this is just with your spare change. Yeah, that's very cool. And it recommends the investment portfolio for you based on a questionnaire that you take at the beginning, right? Correct. So it's going to look at your age and your your risk tolerance and all those good things and recommend something that makes yeah. sense. I, I mean, I love this. I've been, I've been rec- recommending this one for years for people. People always say, well, I don't make a lot of money. How can I start investing? And I say, well, look up Acorns. Look at that. There's going to be a small fee attached to it per month, mm-hmm. but it's not that much. And it really just, you, once again, out of sight, out of mind. It's, right. it's like I say, when I tell people to you know, take advantage of your 401k, that's really what's happening. They're taking that and they're, they're not seeing it. It's the same thing with that 35 cents. You, you know, because most of us, if it says nine sixty five or ten dollars, isn't going to make a difference in our thought process of purchasing, right? Right. So that thirty five cents is going here. That twenty five cents is going there. So you're taking that those little acorns, and then it's going to grow. And what I love is that for a young person, because as we talked about in one of our previous podcasts, you know, coming out of college and saying I'm going to save three or four percent of my annual income can be a daunting task when you're really on a tight budget because you're just starting out. But if you're 18, 19, 20, and you're doing acorns to get started, it's a great way to start without really feeling the pain of you don't have saving that, yeah, a big that, you don't have chunk. That, that pain. And you got time on your side, we so We talked why about not? that pain, right? You come out of college and you're in your microcosm and all of a sudden they don't have the extra money. Well, this is the great way to do that, I think. So a few drawbacks of Acorns, uh, just on the other side of it, is the fees can be a little steep mm-hmm. on it. So you want to check out that. And then there are also some limited investment options. Yeah, so the options aren't going to be what you would see with a normal house. But at the same time, it's just really about getting started. Right. I wouldn't tell people to use Acorns as your only tour. Don't use that as your 401k. That's how you get started. Right. That's how you get started. It's or a good in, as a supplement to your, right. to your other yeah. savings mechanisms. Yeah. Like I always say, hide it in different places. And this is another place to hide it. Okay. The money, that is. <laughs> Not the body, the no, money. The body. Well, it depends. <laughs> okay, so we talked about four different types of apps today that can help you improve your financial life. The first is to start with your financial primary financial institution app. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then number two was track spending apps. Okay, number three is buy smarter free apps. Which are my favorite. I know. And number four are the save more apps, ways to save money. Like put it away and save it. Love it. Yep. So by no means are we endorsing any of the apps that we talked about today. We just wanted to get We could you... for a small fee though. <laughs> exactly. We just wanted to get you thinking about those type those different types of apps and we want you to realize that you should cater the financial apps that you like based on your preferences and how you like to buy and spend and all that. And your things. financial goals, right? And your goals, right? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot all of these are tools that can help you save money, can help you monitor your what you're spending your money on and actually get you back to that point where we always talk about, you know, making your financial lives much easier. Exactly. And while artificial intelligence is great, it may not always provide you the guidance you're looking for. And that's really where your local credit union or your friendly podcast hosts um, come into the picture, right? Yeah, that's right. So if you need help, email me, jdavidson at fcfcu.com. Look, go online, email me. And what will you do? I'll help you with your financial life, of course. Like credit counseling, private whatever you counseling, need. whatever you need. Uh, whatever you need. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about budgeting. We'll, t- we'll, we'll lead you in the right place, help you get on your path to financial happiness. 
All right, Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union and is produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a seven-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to help you, Jamie, improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. You like what you hear? Subscribe from iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and now the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're all over the place. Check us out. Thank you for listening. Go make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen.